Hi there, and welcome to the WrestleMania 22 review, when WrestleMania went big time. That's right, they had Peter Gabriel's quality tune, big time as the theme song. And it got stuck in every time I watched this, or I remember even back at the time, every time the advert came on, I kept getting it stuck in my head. No complaining, because it's awesome. Anyway, we'll start off this show with uh, the tag titles, Kane and Big Show versus... Chris Masters and Carlito decent enough match you can sort of see they were just thrown in it's one again one of those matches happens every Wrestlemania when you know the guys have nothing else to do so they're all flung together with the tag titles annoying here and they actually put on a solid match then had a decent spot here actually the opening match they go out there and do the best they can with it it's not the most memorable match in the world but they do the best they can with it and it's as good as can be expected so yeah it's quite decent up next you've got the money in the bank this, let's be real, it's not a patch on the previous year's Money in the Bank, but it's still good. Uh, you've got Ric Flair in it as well, because Ric Flair climbing ladders at his age. I mean, okay, fair enough. But yeah, anyway, you've got RVD, who's going in the Hall of Fame now. He's just been announced that over the uh, the last couple of days there, he is going in this year's Hall of Fame, so congratulations to him. He wins the Money in the Bank here. Right guy wins second year in a row, really, here, to be fair. Plus, he did the more traditional... He did a more straight up cash and he says he wanted to cash it in at ECW in one night stand and he did. So there you have it. Good for him. So there you go. Up next, you've got uh, JBL versus Chris Benoit US title. You can see Chris Benoit has really sank down the cards down the years after his main event spot. Good because he never should have been in the main event spot in the first place. And uh, well, JBL, former WWE, in fact, this is two former WWE champions here. JBL was the w, former WWE champion the year before, lost to Cena. Uh, this match is okay, it's alright for what it is. JBL wins the title. Good, good, you know, yeah, good. Anytime Benoit gets jobbed, I'm always happy with that. And we come now to Edge versus Mick Foley. Hardcore match. This was Mick Foley's first match in years, I believe. I think it was his first match since WrestleMania 2000. So, and it was a belter. This is one of the all-time great WrestleMania matches. This was phenomenal. Absolutely brilliant. Told an incredible story. And Edge, again, really going out there, ripping the house down at a WrestleMania. He was still unbeaten at this time as well at WrestleMania. Some incredible moments in this match. Of course, the finish is amazing. When the, the ring, when the atmosphere elitist lights the table on fire and Edge spears Foley through it. You can even see Edge visibly shaking just after the match. It's an incredible image. What they went through is just unbelievable. But the match of the night, without a doubt. The, the rest of the show just cannot follow this. So there you go, without doubt. And then we come to... We go from the sublime to the ridiculous. The Boogeyman versus Booker T and Charmel. One of the worst WrestleMania matches of all time. A complete waste of Booker T here. This was atrocious. I hated the Boogeyman character. I thought it was disgusting. There was nothing entertaining about it. Just thought it was disgusting. And even at the Royal Rumble earlier in the year, he like job like JBL. And you're just like, what the? What is this? What? what? Is this? character was never entertaining the whole eating worms thing and eating that big thing that was on Jillian Hall's face it's just what the fuck is this you know <laughs> it was garbage I always hated it and this was a complete waste of everyone involved here thankfully Booker would win the title a few months later so things turned out well but horrible waste of Booker T at Wrestlemania here just awful 
Much better though, we come now to Trish Stratus versus Mickey James. To me, this is the greatest women's title match of all time. And it is the greatest women's storyline of all time. You can take your four horsewomen propaganda and shove it up your ass. Because they, they, they can't hold a candle to this. This was great. A proper long-term build over the months. It built and built and built. You had Mickey was like... Trish's friend to begin with, then she became a bit too overly friendly with her. And then, of course, there was even the lesbian undertones. And then, exactly, Mickey James just snapped and then made some great segments into the build up. This was fantastic. The match itself was great, a great back and forth. And a new star was crowned with Mickey going over clean. Couldn't ask for any more. You could not ask for any more. To me, this is the greatest women's rivalry and match of all time. So there you have it. I'll, I'll I'll put that out there. And then after this, we have Undertaker versus Mark Henry casket match. This was shit. Again, you can sort of see after doing all the good work with Undertaker's streak the year before, they kind of, well, Orton kind of took a step backwards with this. This was garbage. No one believed for a minute Mark Henry had a chance of winning. This was just, a, it was boring. Undertaker just tombstones him and puts him in the casket and that's that. Boring match, one Undertaker. You're back to Undertaker fighting boring big guys at WrestleMania, pretty much. Things improve next year when he goes against Batista, though. I will say that. So there, there is that, but yeah, not good. Come next to Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon. No holds barred match. Yet again, Mr. McMahon puts on another great WrestleMania match. Seriously, every time this guy's competed at WrestleMania, it's always been thoroughly entertaining, and this is no exception. And the storyline he had with Sean was great. I do remember, like, they had made him take the drug test and he threw the piss on McMahon and said, McMahon, sometimes it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. <laughs> and, of course, all the Spirit Squad got the shit kicked out of them, which is good because I hated them. So, yeah, this was fantastic. Brilliant stuff. Sean Michaels could have, could have a great WrestleMania match with literally anyone. But you could always say that. But Vince always put on thoroughly entertaining WrestleMania matches. And this was yet another example of that. I don't know if he's had a match again at WrestleMania since then. In fact, he has Bret Hart. But there you go. Well, even then, that isn't as bad. I'll get to that in the review of that one. But, you know, yeah, well, I enjoyed this. This was brilliant. Probably the second best match of the night. Up next, you've got the triple threat match for the world title. Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle and Randy Orton. Good to see Angle going into another WrestleMania with the title. Uh, the match was great. They only get like nine minutes or so. <laughs> you can tell they have their time take for them, but they make up for it. Oh my God, this is so fast-paced. It's non-stop, perpetual motion of a match. It's thoroughly entertaining. So they go out there and they absolutely tear the house down with the time they've got. And it's, it's a great match to watch. Yeah, they could maybe have had a bit longer, but at the end of the day, they make the most of it. I'll say that for them. And uh, Rey Mysterio wins the title here. It's kind of a shame because... A lot of people just didn't want Rey Mysterio to win that, and you can sort of see he had won the Rumble that year. Some people were just, you know, getting a bit sick of the whole, almost as if they were trying to profit a little bit off Eddie's death, saying, oh, you should cheer Rey for this because of that. And then you had, like, Chavo and Vicky coming out celebrating with him, and you, which is a nice moment, but you've got people booing in the audience, which is a bit... 
a bit shitty, but I know people were getting a bit sick of it, and they were using, like, Randy Orton saying horrible things about Eddie and things like that. It was a bit distasteful. But, to be fair, Ray, hey, like, I've no problem with Ray getting his WrestleMania moment and his title reign. Good for him. He had a terrible title reign. They basically jobbed him out a lot to Mark Henry and the Great Gully. But, yeah, well, what can you do, what can you do? Up next, you've got the Playboy Playboy pillow fight match. Dory Wilson versus Candice Michelle. I enjoyed this. Dory Wilson won. Whatever, as long as the women are comfortable doing it, I'm fine with it. I'd take this over the four horsewomen any day, or over Rhea Ripley and her crying game material. I know all there is to know about the crying game. Do, 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 do. That really should be Rhea Ripley's entrance music, but there you have it. Anyway, I enjoyed this. And we come now to John's, the, the main event, John Cena versus Triple H. And this most certainly is our main event that feels big time. Ah, well, that's enough of that. Anyway, and, and the entrance is going forever. They actually take longer than the world title match. That just shows you what they think. <laughs> the Raw will always be valued over SmackDown. And these days anyway. But uh, Triple H's bout to the King entrance is pretty awesome. Goes on forever, but you know. And Cena's one's awesome too with a little Chicago uh, gangster thing. And then, and then when the car comes out, and there's the proof. That is the closest CM Punk ever got to a WrestleMania main event. He was part one of the extras in the entrance for the just before the main event started. So there's the closest he ever got. So there you go, Punk. There you have it. Uh, Miz actually had a match you didn't know so there you go punk but anyway match itself is good you can even see though the crowds were now sick of Cena officially sick of it and then they basically turned Triple H heel they were cheating sorry turned Triple H face even though he's still officially heel at this point they were, they were cheering for him and he was milking it as well because earlier in the night Sean did the DX crotch chop thing before before during the match with Vince and then Triple H does it here as well almost playing to the crowd in that sense, and of course they would later on in 2006, I think it was June 2006, reunite, so there you go, the seeds were planted in many ways on this night, so there you go and of course Triple H turned face not long after this, but Cena wins, and then he just wins by tap out as well, so essentially Triple H again, I criticised him for what he did with Randy Orton in 2004 but to be fair he puts over Benoit, puts over Batista, and now he puts over Cena in the main event. Of course, we are criticising for what we did by Booker T in, at WrestleMania 19 as well, but to be fair, um, he did put Cena three years in a row, main event. He puts over the, the up-and-coming, well, puts over the new guys there, so... Is what it is. It's a good main event. I enjoyed it. So overall, WrestleMania 22 has a couple of absolute clangers. The Undertaker match is poor, to be fair, by the usual standards, and the Boogeyman match is just unfathomably bad. The only good thing about it is that it's short. However, there's a lot of other good stuff that more than makes up for that. The Amazing Edge McFoley Hardcore match, and of course, to me, the greatest ever women's wrestling match of all time. So, yeah, overall. Definitely gets a thumbs up. WrestleMania 22 definitely feels big time. All right, sorry again, that's enough of that. Okay, but uh, still, thank you. Thanks very much for listening there. Coming up next will be WrestleMania 23. We're rolling along with this series, so uh, thanks for listening there and goodbye.